Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Marginal Mysteries host and author Micah Van Hus will look at the mysteries of the pyramid. A unique opportunity for you and your family is almost here. Southwest Radio Ministries' three-day prophecy conference in Columbus, Ohio, October 26th through the 28th, with over a dozen speakers, including special keynote speakers Jonathan Kahn and Donald Perkins. You don't want to miss this special event. Registration is open right now. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can register at the events page of our website, swrc.com. And when you register, be sure to ask about the special VIP package. Listen to this lineup for the Prophecy Conference in Columbus. Dr. Larry Spargimino, Greg Patton, Micah Van Hus, Bill Federer, Lonnie Shipman, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Josh Davis, Larry Stamm, Douglas Stauffer, Mac Dominic, and Clayton Van Hus. Bible Prophecy, the latest archaeological information from Israel, Biblical Mysteries, a special One World Update, and Jonathan Kahn in person. Don't be left behind, friends. Register today, October 26th through the 28th in Columbus, Ohio. 1-800-652-1144. Or just visit swrc.com and click on Events. The pyramids have been shrouded in mystery for centuries. Micah Van Hus examines these mysteries and seeks to provide answers about these ancient structures. Welcome to today's program. I am Micah Van Hus. I will be hosting today's program. I am the executive producer for Marginal Mysteries at Southwest Radio Ministries, and I love studying about the mysteries of Elohim's universe and the Bible. So join me today where we will be talking about the mysteries of the pyramids of the world. When people think of a mystery, you think of something that you can't see, mostly like the Loch Ness Monster, Megalodons. But the mysteries of the pyramids are very different because the mystery is not of what you can't see, but the mystery is of what you can see and how did they get there and what is their purpose. The pyramids raise more questions than they answer. How could primitive Egyptians construct such complex and symmetrically built structures using blocks of stone that were heavy and unwieldy. There are pyramids all over the earth. It may surprise you to know that there are over 10,000 pyramid structures in Central America alone. There are over 250 pyramids in one province in China. So there are a whole lot more pyramids than most people realize on our planet. Most of the pyramids are found near the equator. And what are the purposes of these pyramids? Are these pyramids tombs? One ancient Egyptian writing says that the pyramid at Giza was a tomb, but we have never found a body in any of these Egyptian pyramids. So were they really tombs? Were these pyramids power portals? Did the shape of the pyramids siphon power from our atmosphere? Were they high places? We read again and again and again in Scripture where spiritual beings, God, uh, angels, fallen angels, use the high places 
to accept people's worship, to uh, maybe even manifest themselves into the physical realm. Uh, Almost every time you see God coming to the earth or Jesus uh, ascending from the earth, uh, it's on top of a mountain. Um, So were the pyramids an attempt to make a false high place, maybe like the Tower of Babel? Fascinating questions, which we'll take a look at some of them today. So pyramids like those found at Giza near Cairo, Egypt, are made of blocks weighing anywhere from 2 tons to 200 tons. Now these blocks had to be loaded on barges and then unloaded when reaching their destination on the Nile River. Now in the construction process, the blocks had to be lifted considerable height above the ground as the buildings of the pyramids proceeded. Now how could this have been accomplished without the benefit of modern-day machinery. Now, some believe that the builders of the pyramids had access to advanced knowledge and advanced technology. Was it, was it ancient mankind who built these pyramids, or did they have some help, some forbidden knowledge from angels, fallen angels? Well, uh, we do read about, uh, in Genesis chapter 6, the watchers coming to earth and in the book of Enoch, teaching forbidden knowledge to mankind. And in my latest book, Secret Societies, which I'm writing right now, what is the origin of secret societies? Well, I believe that there's a lot to the story, but Nimrod, the first conqueror after the flood, found, in my opinion, uh, with the help of probably the Greek god Hermes, found the recording of the knowledge of the watchers recorded on a stone in Arab, Arabic stories. This is known as the Emerald Tablet and all kinds of ancient writings, which we'll take a look at one today from Josephus. Um, these are the pillars of knowledge. And so that is what a lot of ancient writings say, where Nimrod found his knowledge to build Babylon and possibly the Tower of Babel and likely ziggurats and pyramids across the Middle East. But let's get back on track a little bit. So some do believe that these designers and builders of the pyramids had access to advanced knowledge and or uh, technology. So did ancient engineers have help from fallen angels, the watchers? So pyramids are found in many parts of the world, most commonly in regions along the equatorial belt. The most noted pyramids are those in Egypt, but there's also very famous pyramids built by the Mayans, the Incans, the Aztecs, and Central America, and uh, many other Indian civilizations, also in South America. But these major pyramids seem to have uh, a number of things in common. Number one, their design and shape. So there's different types of pyramids. There are step pyramids, there are bent pyramids, but the most common shape is the four-sided structure with the sides converging into a point at the apex, such as the Great Pyramid of Giza. Another thing that these, these pyramids around the world have in common is the material used. Some were made with brick, but most were constructed from hewn stone. We continue to be amazed today at the precision in which these pyramids, with which these pyramids were built. If you look at some of the, not pyramids, but structures at Machu Picchu, these stones in these walls appear to be laser cut or cut with such precision that you cannot even fit a piece of paper between the cracks. And there are some stones with multiple cracks. In fact, the most edges in one stone at Machu Picchu have 12 different cuts in the stone. 
And when this stone fits perfectly with multiple stones around it, how did the ancients do this? I'll get a little bit ahead of myself. I am getting ahead of myself. But the the pyramids at Egypt and the temples uh, at uh, Giza, it's almost as if they they are much, much better building techniques on the bottom and underneath. And it's almost as if a civilization came along after they were built, the Egyptians came along after, and started building on top of that. These temples have really, really awesome, uh, awesomely designed, well-designed walls underneath. And then on top of those walls, you can see a more crude building technique. So there is evidence that the Egyptians weren't even the ones who built the pyramids, that um, there's even a theory that the Hebrews built the pyramids. We'll get into that a little bit. But it's fascinating that a lot of these sites, uh, more crude, less advanced civilizations came after and built on top of already existing structures. Fascinating stuff. But let's finish uh, what we're talking about real quick. What other things do these pyramids have in common? Um, well, their purpose. Uh, most of these pyramids' purpose seem to be religious in nature. Uh, today, we're talking about the mysteries of the pyramids. I'm Micah Van Hus. I'm the host of Marginal Mysteries here at Southwest Radio Ministries. If you are interested in purchasing my latest book, The Earth As It Was, or Larry Spargimino and Noah Hutchings, book, um, Marginal Mysteries. You can find both of those resources and many more on MarginalMysteries.com. That's MarginalMysteries.com. Find all kinds of fascinating resources on there. Now, not all of these pyramids were built uh, for religious purposes. Some were built for observatories uh, to observe, observe the stars and to determine dates for calendars. Some were made to offer human and animal sacrifice to appease particular deities, but primarily they uh, had a religious purpose for their existence, or so it seems. Now, it appears that the Egyptian pyramids were connected to the Egyptian concept of immortality and the afterlife. In Egyptian culture, it's believed that in addition to the body, every individual had a spiritual double known as the ka, sort of like uh, a soul uh, that we talk about today. And the Egyptians believed that if uh, somehow in the afterlife the body was protected from decay, the ka would be immortal, and an Egyptian, um, in most cases pharaohs, since they're the ones that could afford to have this uh, stuff happen or done to them, that they would assume a place of honor among the gods in the afterlife. Now we read some interesting details about the Great Pyramid at Giza. We get into the questions of how in the world uh, were these things built? How could it happen? Well, the 2000 World Almanac and Book of Facts has some things to say about the Great Pyramids in Egypt. It says, The only surviving ancient wonder, these monumental structures of masonry located at Giza on the west bank of the Nile right above Cairo, were built from 2700 to 2500 BC as royal tombs. Three, Khufu, which is Cheops, Kafra, Shepherin, and Minakura, which is Mycernius, were often grouped as the first wonder of the world. The largest, the Great Pyramid of Khufu, is a solid mass of limestone blocks covering 13 acres. It is estimated to contain 2.3 million blocks of stone, the stones themselves averaging 2 tons and some weighing 30 tons. Its construction reputedly took 100,000 laborers 20 years to complete. And it's not just that 
almanac, but also um, the earliest written account of the pyramids we have are from Herodotus in 454 BC, uh, 400 something BC. Um, and he talks about the same thing that it took 20 years, what he heard, um, and this is 2,500 years ago, that it took 20 years uh, to build the pyramids, 100,000 laborers to build them, and that it was 800 feet on either side of the pyramid, which is fascinating because they are 754 feet, I think, on each side. Um, fascinating stuff um, that was talked about 200, two, excuse me, 2,500 years ago um, about information on the pyramids. So in the question of what advanced knowledge did humankind have to build these pyramids, you know, was it just, you know, ancient mankind that did it, or did they have help from angels or fallen angels? You know, it's quite possible that they had help from some entities because the three pyramids at Giza are laid out in the exact pattern of the belt of the constellation Orion, but we also have an Incan three Incan pyramids, which are laid out in the exact same pattern, and we're talking about the opposite side of the world. So we're having pyramids that have a lot to do with Orion that look very similar. Now, as a side story, when I talk about, in my newest book, Secret Societies, I talk about the Smithsonian cover-up of a lot of things, um, but one of the things the Smithsonian has covered up is the idea, and I believe reality, that some Egyptians lived in the Grand Canyon of the United States. Back in the early 1900s, some Smithsonian explorers found a cave in the Grand Canyon and found uh, Egyptian artifacts, Egyptian hieroglyphs, a Buddha-style statue in the cave. So there is evidence that Egyptians lived in the Grand Canyon, and the Smithsonian has covered it up. There are no-man's-land zones in the Grand Canyon today where people are not allowed to go, where supposedly this cave was found. If you look, if you go to Google Earth and you look at the Grand Canyon, you will see all the different peaks and all the different hills that the Smithsonian named, and these hills and these peaks are named after Egyptian pharaohs and Egyptian temples and Egyptian gods. It's fascinating. We're getting off on a rabbit trail. Um, But the idea of Egyptians living in the Grand Canyon is also the idea that Egyptians didn't necessarily have to uh, have a lot of them come to the United States thousands of years ago, but that it was possible. The gentleman, um, he was Norse, um, only 70 years ago, sailed across the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean in homemade wooden boats just to prove that early civilizations could have come to the New World, and he did it himself. So anyway, the idea that uh, some explorers from Egypt could have ended up in the United States is not not that far-fetched, honestly. Um, The Egyptians were the first to really build massive ships that were able of uh, seafaring adventures. Um, but anyway, let's get back on on topic of the point was there are patterns of pyramids, such as the three at Giza, that are duplicated in Central America. So there seems to be some common knowledge that this uh, the, the ability to build these pyramids came from. Was it the forbidden knowledge of the watchers that maybe Nimrod got a hold of to build Babylon? That's possible. Back to the Great Pyramid of Giza. But Napoleon himself, he observed that the three pyramids of Giza, that they contained enough stone to build a wall measuring 10 feet high and one foot in width around the whole of France. And that was a comment by Napoleon hundreds of years ago. And 
in modern day, this claim has been substantiated. There is enough stone in the pyramids at Giza to build a wall around France 10 feet high and one foot thick. Fascinating details. If the base of the Great Pyramid is made in the Hebrew cubit, uh, which is about 25 and a quarter of a thousandth uh, inches in length, the length of each baseline of the Great Pyramid of Giza would be, in the Hebrew cubit, 365.2422 cubits. Now, what's fascinating about that? What else do you know is exactly 365.2422? That's the exact number of days in a year. Now, that is fascinating. The knowledge that the builders of the pyramids had to make each base the exact same number of days in a year down to the thousandths decimal. Um, That's just fascinating to me that um, they had this knowledge to be able to do it. Now, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Josephus, uh, he wrote about these pyramids. Um, He specifically wrote of the great pillars that were erected in Syria, that part of Egypt uh, where the pyramids are located, and they were erected, according to Josephus, before the flood of Noah, and that Seth is the one who erected them. Uh, Let's read the words of Josephus. Now this Seth, when he was brought up and came to those years in which he could discern what was good, became a virtuous man, and as he was himself of an excellent character, so did he leave children behind him who imitated his virtues. All these proved to be of good dispositions. They also inhabited the same country without dissensions, and in a happy condition, without any misfortunes upon them till they died. They also were the inventors of peculiar sorts of wisdom, which is concerned with the heavenly bodies and their order. When that their inventions might not be lost before they were significantly known, sufficiently known, upon Adam's prediction that the world was to be destroyed at one time by a force of fire, and at another time by violence and quantity of water, they made two pillars, the one brick and the other of stone. They inscribed their discoveries on them, that in that case pillar of brick should be destroyed by the flood, the pillars of stone might remain and exhibit these discoveries to mankind, and also inform them that there was another pillar of brick erected by them. Now this remains in the land of Syria to this day. Now what Josephus is sort of claiming here is that the pyramids in Egypt are the pillars that the sons of Seth recorded the knowledge on. So let me uh, back up a little bit and when I was talking about the secret societies, um, give you my theory. In Genesis chapter 4, we read about Lamech in the line of Seth, in the line of Adam, and Lamech had two sons, and this is the King James Version, Genesis 4. His sons were Jubal and Jabal, and they, uh, they learned to play the harp, they played the organ. One was an animal husband, which is tending to animals. The knowledge that they had garnered and one of their sons, Tubal Cain, was a mixer of metals, an artificer of metals, something that scientists say the ancient man didn't know how to do, but the Bible clearly says it. So that is scripture. Now we go to the ancient writings of Josephus, other ancient Greek writings. Um, there are multiple, I think there's over a dozen accounts that tell this story out, that the Bible does not exactly say. So according to those accounts, the sons of Lamech, which would be Jubal and Jabal, they uh, have been taught the knowledge by the watchers, uh, which we find in Genesis chapter 6 in the book of Enoch, and in Daniel chapter 14, and we find in the New Testament. The knowledge of the watchers, the sons of Lamech, knew that God would destroy the world by fire or water, 
So they inscribed the knowledge of the watchers on two stones, one to survive flood and one to survive a water, uh, excuse me, one to survive a flood and one to survive fire. And then the story goes that uh, one of them survived and Hermes, the Greek god Hermes, found one of the pillars and then shared that knowledge with Nimrod. And then Nimrod became the city builder. Fascinating stuff, which uh, we're reading here that Josephus wrote that the pyramids were actually the pillars that they erected and recorded the forbidden knowledge of the watchers in the pyramids. Fascinating. I don't know if that's true, but it is uh, fascinating to read. Now, Eric von Daniken uh, cites another ancient source, which says, In the Bodilian Library at Oxford, there's a manuscript in which the Coptic author Mas Udi asserts that the Egyptian king Suryad ruled in Egypt before the flood, and the wise king Suryad ordered his priest to write down the sum total of their wisdom and conceal their writings inside the pyramid. So according to the Coptic tradition, the pyramid was built before the flood. Herodotus confirms such as a supposition in Book 2 of his history. So here we have uh, Herodotus also saying the pyramids were built before the flood. I don't know that. Um, I need to study that a little more. I think the, the timeline that I agree with uh, for the earth is more along the Greek Septuagint timeline, that the earth is roughly 7,500 years old, and that the flood of Noah happened around the year 3252, 3254 BC. I think that is likely because the Chinese, ancient Chinese date for the flood of Nua was 3250-something BC. So if, in fact, the flood of Noah happened around 3250 BC, that would be 5,200 years ago, plus some 5,270 years ago, that we start to see history uh, being recorded, uh, post-Diluvian history, and things happening in Nimrod and the first uh, empire of Babylon starting at 3000 BC and really coming to fruition in the first writings around 2100 BC. That's my general timeline, so that would be my guesstimate of a date for the flood. But let's get back on track. Some writers uh, have suggested that the pyramids reveal prophetic truth and that they present prophetic information in stone. Around 300 BC, the Egyptian historian Manetho, he wrote about a quote-unquote strange people from the east, men of an ignoble race, who conquered the Egyptians. Some have taken this to mean that ancient Hebrews were the actual architects of the pyramids rather than the Egyptians themselves, and that these Hebrews were inspired by God to reveal prophetic truth. Now, supporters of Manetho's contention argue that the pyramids are so highly complex in structure and perfect in design that the builders, they must have been enlightened or instructed by a deity in order to accomplish such a feat. I agree that God or uh, knowledge of the Watchers or even Nephilim, the descendants of the Watchers, gave mankind the knowledge to build these, these pyramids, which are so mathematically impossible, it'd take a whole lot to be able to build them. Also, the ability to move the stones with modern machinery would have, would have been a, a tremendous task, even with modern equipment. So I think it is likely that there was some sort of divine knowledge uh, in the construction of these things and the degrees to which they're built. Does the Bible make reference to the pyramids? There are places in the Bible where references to the pyramids, I think, are made. Uh, we can speculate, but let me read one or two of those. Isaiah chapter 19, verses 19 and 20 says, In that day shall there be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar at the border thereof to the Lord. And it shall be for a sign and for a witness unto the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. 
for they shall cry unto the Lord because of the oppressors, and he shall send them a savior and a great one, and he shall deliver them. So is Isaiah talking about the altar to the Lord and these signs to the Lord? Are these the pyramids? We don't know. But we also read there are other connections between the Bible and the pyramids. Hutchings um, cites J. Bernard Nicklein, who wrote, The late David Davidson drew attention to the remarkable way the age or dynasty of Enoch is impressed upon the Great Pyramid itself. As Enoch lived 365 years, according to Genesis 5.23, so 365, or to be more exact, 365.242 days, the value of the solar year, forms the basis of all measurements. Moreover, by ancient writers, the Great Pyramid is described as the Pillar of Enoch. Enoch was in the line of Seth, and Josephus ascribes the building of it to the dynasty of Seth, so that Enoch, the year, circle man, who it should be observed is referred to as a prophet in Jude chapter 14 and 15, may well have been the architect, if not the builder, of the Great Pyramid. Now, if God revealed the plan of the tabernacle to Moses and gave instructions for the building of the temple to David, and I'm going to interrupt here, gave the measurements of the ark to Noah, and then back to the reading, could he not also have revealed the design and measurements of the Great Pyramid to the one chosen by him to superintend its erection? In fact, could he have not inspired and guided all concerned in building the pyramids? A fascinating thought. God has inspired mankind throughout Scripture to build other things. Maybe the building of the pyramids were divine. I don't know. We also read about pyramids in Scripture, I think. Jeremiah, the prophet in chapter Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 19 and 20 says, Great in counsel and mighty in work, for thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men, to give every one according to his ways according to the fruit of his doings, which hath set signs and wonders in the lands of Egypt, even unto this day. There are signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, according to Jeremiah 32. Now, I don't think that these are talking about the signs of Moses, um, the the miracles done in the ten plagues on Egypt, because scripture right there in Jeremiah says, signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, even unto this day. So this is something that lasted longer than the plagues, So this is likely uh, the pyramids that Jeremiah is talking about. The topic of these pyramids is fascinating. Again, if you would like to check out some of our resources, read about thoughts on this pyramid, you can check out the website marginalmysteries.com, marginalmysteries.com. You can see books written by Noah Hutchings, Blair Spargimino, and then my latest books, Ancient Cities and the Earth as it was, where we speculate about the mysteries of Elohim's creation. We love doing it. We talk about the topics that your Sunday school teacher didn't talk about, and we glorify God. Feel free to check us out at marginalmysteries.com. I'm your host, Micah Van Hus, and it's been wonderful spending time with you today. Today's featured resource is a group of items from the Marginal Mysteries collection. This includes the books Marginal Mysteries, Ancient Cities and the Gods Who Built Them, and the DVD series of Ancient Cities. Call today and order the Marginal Mysteries Collection, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order this special collection at our website, swrc.com. And when you're online, check out the brand new Marginal Mysteries website. Visit marginalmysteries.com. Tomorrow, Josh Davis will provide the latest information on the globalist elite's push for a one-world system. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app, by visiting oneplace.com, or by simply subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.